When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Nathan, we got a lot to talk about in today's episode of TFL Talk. Things are changing. We're actually going back to press events like in mass. And so we've hit a bunch of them and we have news. Yeah. Before we get to the news, let's talk about what this podcast is all about. So I just came back from Montana um, where I got to drive the brand new Nissan Pathfinder. And I know that's near and dear to your heart. It is. I actually have owned two different Pathfinders. I currently have one, which is technically the third generation. And you did a video with a third generation one, but that one was really built up. Mine is fairly stock, but still, I'm a big Pathfinder fan pre-CVT era. And you came back from California. What'd you drive? The 2022 Volkswagen Taos, like Taos, New Mexico. Or you know, Volkswagen has these goofy names for cars, right? The Tiguan, the Touareg, which no one can spell, let alone pronounce. Is it Touareg? Is it Touareg? Uh, Touareg, and I finally figured out how to spell it because I got it wrong so many times. Uh, but yeah, the, the Taos is a little bit easier, um, kind of like golf. You know, it's a very simple thing, two syllables as opposed to 11. Uh, so we will talk about that, but there is an embargo, so I can't talk about certain things like price and, you know, fuel mileage, stuff like that, and yeah. driving impressions. And you'd think that they'd have a thing for, like, T-words, right? Tiguan, Taos, yeah. uh, Turag, but no, Atlas, so go figure. Yeah, yeah, Atlas Cross and all that. It, it, mm, Volkswagen's, they're in an interesting place, so we'll get to that in a minute, though. So, dude, I also came back from California where I had literally the worst one-day trip of my life. I spent basically an hour and a half about filming the new Ionic 5, which is Hyundai's new electric car. Yeah, all and electric. Literally, literally, Nathan, took me all day, the whole day, for an hour and a half. You know why? Because your flight was delayed? Because I had to go on three different planes to get to John Wayne Airport from Denver to... Um, Orange, well, County. Orange County, yeah. yeah. So my first flight that they United put me on, right? Mm -hmm. you, you know, you hate this when you get on the plane, you settle in, and the first thing you hear is a captain. That's always trouble, right? Yeah. And he's like, guys, I got to tell you, I feel bad, but the communication equipment on this plane isn't functioning properly, so we got to get you another flight. I'm like, ooh, that's going to be bad because yeah. you know it's always like an hour to unload and load an airplane. So, but luckily, I look at my app and, and they're like, there's another plane waiting. It's just at the other side of the airport. So I was like, wahoo. So, you know, sprint to the other side thinking maybe I can make this because I only had a two hour window. So I had to get there right. in time for my, you know, window to film the new Ionic. Um, so I get there and guess what? Mm, plane was canceled. That plane had hydraulic issues. <laughs> so we had to wait for a third plane to come in. Uh -huh. uh, and so I finally got, you know, to California, like right 
when my time slot was happening, which is between two and four, mm -hmm. uh, and it was literally 11 minutes away to the studio, but the only lift that was anywhere near me was one of those like Uber XL double triple black ones. So mm -hmm. I paid 80 bucks to go 11 minutes. Oh, for crying Otherwise, I would have had... A, and you know what I hate? Dude, I hate when like the Uber app or the Lyft app tells you it's like eight minutes away and 30 minutes later, it's still two minutes away. Guys, you got to yeah. knock it off with that crap. That is the most... You know, after a harrowing trip like mine, trying to get to a meeting, well, you know, a video shoot, and then to have the, 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 the timer basically go backwards is just not uh, working. That can be driver error. You know, I recently used the hell out of Uber when I was on my little yeah. vacation and it was absolutely dead on accurate every single time. So, it sometimes it works right and sometimes it's crap uh, and it's always crap when you really need it. On the, exactly. On the way back to the airport, you know, the, the driver that was 13 minutes away ended up being 33 minutes away. Yeah. I timed it. 33 <laughs> 13 minutes. And this was a one day in and out for you. One day in and out. And yeah. then of course I get to the airport and I'm like, finally, I'm super stressed because I only, you know, it takes a long time to film a car and to put your thoughts together because you know nothing about it basically. Yeah. Right? This, this is a blind thing right. basically. You show up, there it is, and they give you a walk around and you right. got to go and, you know, do a video. Um, and so I was like, oh, at least I'll get to use, you know, the club because I pay a lot of money to use the United Club. Guess what? That was broken? That was closed. Yeah, closed. Broken. Okay. Yeah, of course. And then <laughs> I'm flying back on Southwest and my wife's a big Southwest fan. Then she's like, they're never late. Guess what? They're late. They were delayed. Yeah. So I left here at like, I don't know, I want to say like at nine in the morning. Mm -hmm. I got home at 1.30 at night and I spent exactly like an hour and a half in the studio. So that was a similar experience that I had with the Volkswagen Taos. When I went out there with one of our camera guys, I think you went solo, didn't you? Yeah, I went by myself. Yeah, see, that's, that's even harder. So I went out, and when we went to California, we went basically the same area, um, to Calamigos. By the way, that's where I got married. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah beautiful. It's pretty, Tell me what a but beautiful part of California. Everything was closed. The roads were closed because they had a fire Ugh. happening right there, and it, it kicked back on. So, in other words, uh, Mulholland, which we use a lot for shooting, closed, at least where we were, and Topanga Canyon, which is I'm, I'm really familiar with because it's the road that I used to live off of, and I know it really well, closed. So, it's like, eh. And we had a small window of about an hour and a half to film the vehicle in motion. Which so is we, even harder because now yeah, you're driving around. Because we wanted to drive it around. I did know about the vehicle in advance. That's that's the big thing. And on top of that, Volkswagen worked really hard to make sure that they you know got us in and got us out. Here's the funny part. The uh, they gave us a loaner vehicle from the airport. It was your loaner vehicle, the very same Atlas that you drove really? in the video. Yeah, it's exactly the same one. Well, to be to be fair, I did know about. It. I mean, they did do a Zoom presentation, but I'm so tired of Zoom presentations that I kind of. I, I think kind we of, all I, are. I gotta say, I kind of like zoomed out of it. <laughs> well, speaking of zooming and video, why don't we go into the news? Yep, talk about good. that, and then we'll talk about exactly what these cars are. Remember, guys, all three of these vehicles have embargoes, so we can only talk about certain things. All right, I think the biggest news of the week, at least in my mind is when cars go RIP, rest in peace, yeah. uh, and two actually have gone the way of the Dodo, uh, the Mazda 6. Which I'm really disturbed about. Uh, yeah. uh, it's one of the most beautiful cars in its class. Yeah. It's beautiful. I think it's just gorgeous. It is. I'm looking at a picture of it. Yeah. I'm over just a TFL elegant. car, just reading the news, basically, that, that you and Zach were so kind to put up there. And, Nathan, in America, the CX-3 has gone as well. Yeah, that's not a big surprise. They just weren't selling them. You know, the CX-3 is a lot... People think it's based on the Mazda 3. It's not. It's actually based on the Mazda 2. Too. It's very small. And with that leaving, that means that the smallest vehicle in the class will be something around the lines of, you know, the uh, Jeep Renegade or something like that. Those will be, you know, they will no longer have that vehicle's competition. The Mazda CX-30, 
takes up the slack of the CX-3. I don't know. What, what are they going to replace the Mazda 6 with? Well. Uh, crossover. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so the rumor is, and they, yeah. haven't, they haven't confirmed it, yeah. that a rear-drive sedan with a straight 6 is coming. Wow, that'd be great. I know. I, I, if, if this is even remotely true, I might sell my soul if they put a manual transmission in it to buy one. I, but they won't. That's, that's not going to happen. So let's have some Tesla news. Uh, apparently, Mr. Musk keeps waking up every morning and deciding that demand is too high for his vehicles because he just increased the price on both the Model Y and the Model 3 by $500. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, he's changed his profit uh, projection and everything else in his investments. So then he'll say, go buy some more Bitcom. And then I don't think you should buy it, Bitcom because we're not going to use it. And then go buy it. And it depends. We really need horrible, to take the phone horrible away. for the environment. We got to take horrible. the phone away from him. Horrible, but cyber currency is horrible for the environment. It uses more energy than the entire state yeah, of New York. Yeah, you guys would be surprised what what it does. And uh, yeah, I, I really do think one of his assistants needs to take his phone away. From and you know, him. and actually speaking of Tesla, he stopped accepting Bitcoin. And yeah, he did. Of, yeah, because he got he got you know Bill Maher. Uh, got on, on his case on uh, real time because he basically said that, you know, you founded this company to help save the earth from, you know, global warming. And now you're using this currency, which is probably the worst thing that you can do for global warming because it uses so much energy. Yeah, it physically uses energy for storage. It's just ridiculous. So anyway, the good news about that is that um, Ford has recently introduced a challenger to Tesla, and that would be the Ford Lightning. Uh, We did some videos on it, actually several, including one that just dropped recently on the Lightning Pro. Yeah, tell me about that. That's like a $39,000 Lightning truck. That's the starting price, basically forty grand. i am over here at TFL Truck. I'm actually actually looking at it. Yeah, Uh, well, it's exactly the same, uh, physically or almost exactly the same as the regular Lightning, but... What you get is a very different type of internal telematic system that actually helps people in terms of uh, contracting and doing basic, you know, having a fleet. Uh, I've worked with fleets before, and I can tell you keeping track of vehicles is difficult. So this vehicle, bottom line, if everything works out, you get the one with the smaller battery, which is the one that's basically 39 and change. Um, you get a 230-mile range, and then if you up it $10,000 more, then you can get the 300-mile range. I know what you're saying. You're about to say, Roman, that's a lot of dough for a truck. You're right, especially for just that much mileage. But you also get more charging capability. That vehicle will be able to charge a larger site for a longer period of time. It has a larger sealed battery. Both vehicles come standard with four-wheel drive and four-wheel independent suspension. So it's pretty interesting. I'm really interested in the base model. And I will be asking viewers to beg Roman to let us buy one, the base model. I don't want the top one, the base when it comes out, because that will be a hell of a vehicle to test on the Ike Gauntlet and everything else. Um, I think it's a logical request. So I was up in the mountains this weekend, yeah. uh, up at uh, Silverthorne, and went to my favorite, uh, actually Tommy and my lovely wife are rafting the Colorado River this week. So That's really cool. Yeah, I'm running solo. Anyway, we, we stopped there before we went off, you know, before they went off to Moab to, to, to put in the water, put the boat in the water. Uh, so we went to our favorite, I shouldn't say this because it's such a great place, but I'll let you know, the Sunshine Cafe. I love that place. Sunshine Cafe, you've been there. Oh yeah. God, a hundred times. Guess, guess what was parked right in front of it? A lightning? Exactly. No kidding. Right, yeah, right there. I did a little well, TikTok. Well, we know they test in the area. I yeah, mean. yeah. I did a little TikTok video. I could tell immediately because it didn't have any exhaust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the crazy thing. There was a sticker on it that said, The Rock. I thought like Chevy was, oh, by the way. you. Better oh, I lost my thing. Yeah. yeah. The Rock. 
The Rock. Yeah, that's what the sticker said on it. it was uh, just on like, the windshield? Or on, on the back windshield, yeah. Did it say, like, is it an official sticker or did someone just slap it on there? What I do you think? It's a test vehicle. I don't know. Oh, yeah, The Rock, huh? Yeah, it's weird, yeah. That's I, what I it said. They, they, like, they, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Or maybe they're going to be like, you know. Oh, he works with Ford. He does. Oh. Does he? Maybe he was at the Sunshine Cafe. <laughs> While you were there. I didn't, I didn't look for The Rock. Uh, and maybe he was flexing in the back while sucking down 50 eggs or whatever. Because the dude, you know, works out like crazy. So he has like high-calorie diet. And then he was going to take that vehicle, because he's doing commercials for Ford, over to the Rapids. Uh-oh. And hang out with Toby and your wife. As they go <laughs> down the I'm just, I don't know, dude. You're hanging solo. So I'm going to. <laughs> Try to stress you out. Anyway, it was cool. To, it was it was cool it's to see you cool, up close in person. We've yeah. got a new TikTok account, uh, TFL Studios. If you, at TFL Studios, if you want to check it out, I kind of walked around it. Tommy was like, "You can't do that." I'm like, "Why not? It's parked in the parking yeah. lot. Why, why can't I do it?" It's, if it's, it's out in the public, it's we're yeah. permitted to do that. That's the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it, if it's like in a place that's fenced off or whatever, and we jump over the fence and take pictures, bad idea. Anyway, that that's not coming till about this time next year. So mm-hmm. let's get to the stuff that is coming. Yes. Uh, and let's, let's, soon. Yeah, let's start with uh, the Pathfinder, uh, which I drove. Once again, uh, there's an embargo on the driving impressions, but that's okay. That's not about driving. You know, what does it drive like? You can guess what it drives like, right? So this is the <laughs> fifth generation. Yeah. Right? It started, I believe it started, was it body on frame, uh, unibody, body on frame, frame, unibody, unibody and unibody, unibody again. But, Nathan, you know the big news, right? They got rid of the CVT. Yes, thank goodness. They have a nine-speed automatic transmission now. And Which is a, a, a very, we don't know how, I can't tell you, and Roma can't tell you exactly how that thing feels and functions, but I can tell you that a lot of people wanted this change. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I was so happy to see him get rid of the CVT just mm. because, uh, it, you know, a CVT, there's just so many things that... Well, reliability issues has been, yeah. it's been haunting Nissan for years with the JATCO system. Yeah, and, and it is good for fuel economy, but that's about it. Yeah, but they're showing that eight and nine-speed transmissions are nearly as efficient, if not more so, and in many cases, people prefer them. So, you know, that's that's kind of it. But uh, so, yeah. so guess what? I went glamping. Oh. Yeah. So, so what did you do? Well, we stayed in these massive tents. Like, they were tents, but they were very luxurious. So, like, the bathroom was, wasn't a tent, right? That had a heated floor and a full shower and a regular bathroom. But then the front of it was a giant tent, which would have been great, except that my heater, I was there two nights, my heater crapped out both nights. And it's cold in Montana still. Yeah, does it have, doesn't it have, like, a wood stove? No, no wood stove. Just oh. these two like heater slash air conditioners, these portable units. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mine, mine had the air code E five, so air five both nights. <laughs> so I was, I was, and also uh, we were right. Uh, I mean, this place is called Pause Up. It's just like I, I, they have like a, a central. Get this, they have like a central building, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with like I want to say maybe seven or half a dozen of these tents around it, mm-hmm. and I think you can. Um, rent one of these tents or bar room or whatever the hell you do, right? Overnight for, I think it's $1,600 a night. That's how much. Wow. They'll sleep more. It, it, they sleep like five. Okay. I was by myself. I think that's what it is. And get this, you get a butler. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, she made me iced tea. So thank you, Hannah. I appreciate it. That was the only thing I could think of to use. What am I going to use a butler for? Oh, I, I, have, I have ideas. but I, I, <laughs> what, would you do, what would you do with the butler? Are you kidding me? What? Okay, uh, this bed does not feel quite soft enough. I want you to fluff the pillows after you bring me a gin and tonic. And I'm thinking about having a cigar outside. Please, you know, take care of that area. Oh, Roman, I, I, I could go all day. Me? I was just like, hey, my heater doesn't work. And could you give me some iced tea? Yeah, you're... you're, you're and, oh, I did use a butler for one thing. I uh, wanted... Uh, I wanted a Benedict for breakfast, ah. uh, and she had to tell our personal chef that, you know, 
to have the fixings for you know holiday sauce. So uh, holiday sauce, iced tea, and I told her, but that was it. I, I don't know what else to do with the butler. Okay. I felt I felt awkward. Well, next time you need to call me, and I will give you lots of suggestions. You gotta, you know, they, they, they like to work. <laughs> so it was beautiful. The other, I guess, cool thing, right? So you have this tent, and it's mm-hmm. on this roaring river. I forget what it was called, the Red Bull or Bull. I don't know. I don't, anyway, uh, Nissan offered us the ability to go fly fishing or yeah. uh, skeet shooting. Which one did you do? Neither, because yeah. I, I had a film. I had a film, exactly yeah. right. One of the things that happens to a lot of these trips, and I, I think we're all victims of a TFL, is we actually work. I, look, I'm not bashing anybody else, but there's an awful lot of other types of journalists out there who will do these things, like, and that's someone great. Will, someone will go back and work. So, yeah, yeah. But, but in order to get a good video footage of vehicles, usually during playtime, we have to go out there, leave the camera, move it, shift it around, put it inside, put it outside, drive the vehicle past the... A lot of the stuff that you guys see that people take for granted, we call B-roll, that has to be filmed somehow, and we have to do it on our own. So, yeah, that's usually so, during playtime. So they had a 5,700-pound Airstream Ooh. that you could tow. 5,700 Yeah, because configured correctly, the new Pathfinder will tow up to 6,000. 6,000? 6, yeah, it's got, I think, I want to say 280 horsepower and pound-feet of torque from the mm. you know, 3.5-liter V6 that's under the hood. So yeah. it'll, it'll tow 1,000 more than the competition. And it competes with cars, obviously, like the Pilot, yeah. right? The Atlas that you just drove. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a big... Big three-row three row SUV. Three, yeah, exactly. Um, well, not that, big. It's not like a, it's not it's like not like a Tahoe. big. Yeah, yeah. But it's, but, a, but it's, it's full size, size just yeah. under that. Yeah. This would also compete against like the Durango in terms of size right, exactly, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, the modern platform that they put together, this vehicle is actually really important for Nissan because it is one of their top sellers. It still is. Uh, Rogue, I believe it goes Rogue. Um, it goes Kicks. Uh, Rogue Pathfinder Armada. Yeah, in terms of size, but right. in terms of sales. Rogue is number one by yeah, far, wow. and I think Pathfinder is second. Yeah, I think it's one of their more yeah. important vehicles. Anyway, so it does tow 6,000, so I had to do a towing video. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I had this stupid like little action cam, uh, and I decided to focus on the – you put it up in front of the you know windshield, right, so you mm-hmm. can like talk into it. Uh, and I decided to focus on the rearview mirror instead of me, so all the footage – I didn't get to go ski shooting, I didn't get to go fly fishing, and all the footage came out out of focus. Oh, no. So we have that video, but probably can't use it. One of the reasons why we like to bring camera people, our videographers, to these trips is specifically so that doesn't happen. Yeah, we I had Tommy, but he couldn't make it. He couldn't make it, yeah. yeah. So uh, normally he'd be there. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and so uh, the only good news, Nathan, you're a fly fisherman, right? I, I, I'm a fisherman. Fly fishing is, uh, I've done a few times. It's too expensive for me to do. So I, I don't know much about it. I've done it yeah. once in my life. But the river was running really fast and really brown. And yeah. I don't think you're going to catch anything nah, with nah, like brown yeah, water, right? No, you really, you really don't want a rushing river. I mean, uh, there's some guys out there who swear by having swift currents. But, but they can't see the fly on top of the water if it's No, they can't see it. I mean, you're, you're, it's you're better to have a drag line and just pray that it doesn't caught on a rock. Um, but, you know, we're, we're not fishing experts here at TFL. Uh, so so I, I, felt, I felt kind of good about the fact that, you know, I wouldn't have gotten any fish anyway. Yeah, but you could have shot stuff, and I know that you're going to get your aggression out that way. So maybe next time you do skeet shooting, <laughs> you know. It's, it's it might have helped. Well, he, so, so when does this information? We're going to get this next week. No, it's already. I put the video out there. If you want to see it, it's up on TFL Car and TFL Off Road. So Excellent. one of the cool things they 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 got. I can't talk about driving impressions, but like I say, you can figure out how it drives. One of the things they did is they did an off road course, mm-hmm. uh, and they did an off roady one, like everybody's doing right now. Oh, that's the other vehicle that competes with the Telluride, of course, and the Palisade. Yeah, the Telluride right now is sort of leading the class in terms. It of is. Like, I think it what, is. What we all think of a of a new vehicle like that because. It's 
it is fairly capable off-road, and it's a good driving vehicle on-road, and so is the Palisade. So the Nissan has to go up against those guys. And so, so the interior, much better than the old one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bar wasn't all that high to begin with, but this one... You know, it's are you are you allowed to talk about too much of the interior? Yeah, I guess just driving impressions and pricing. Right. Okay. So upgraded okay. interior, up, yeah. changed exterior completely. Yeah, and the, and the exterior is much more. I like it actually. I think it's very sexy. You know that first generation Pathfinder that had that kind of a little like on uh, the A B C pillar behind the C pillar. It had that mm-hmm. little kink. Yeah. That little triangle. Mm-hmm. That's kind of you know it's it's back. So they they, they put it in there. Okay. Uh, which is cool, and they made it much more masculine. I have this. Firm belief that if you take a vehicle and you make it more masculine, it will sell better than if you take a vehicle and make it more feminine. There's something about like ma- guys like masculine cars and women like masculine cars. And mm-hmm. when you make it more feminine, like the remember when the Samurai turned into the what was it? The, well, the X90. Yeah, that was horrible. Okay, horrible. That, that was the bad decision yeah. all through and through. But that, that's it's a very different vehicle. The, but you know, but when you kind of make it more yeah, yeah, rugged, you, more you know, square jawed. Well, if you're buying a vehicle and you're trying to say, "Hey, I'm the type of person who likes to go outdoorsy," do you want to go in something that looks like it's serious about it, or do you want to go in something that looks like a station wagon? Obviously, you want to go in something that looks serious about going on, you know, in, in, into the wild. So we did get to take it off road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the ground clearance is, I'd say, just barely enough to go off roading. It's seven inches. Okay, that, that's that's better than some. But um, the, I, I'm looking at the front Keep end. Keep in mind, of like it. every Subaru is 8.7, which is almost two inches taller, and the new Wilderness Subaru, right? Yeah, uh, I think it's super nine high. or 9.1. Yeah. yeah, that that one's got a lot of leg on it. Yeah. Now the front end of this looks like it's a little bit on the low side, but I'm also seeing a, what looks like a skid plate. Is that a real skid plate up front? Uh, it's more cosmetic. You okay, can, it's you cosmetic. Can see it there over your shoulder. Uh, the other thing that uh, you know they did was they they took one and they put it by the river with like. Meteor tires, you know, kind of Wranglers. Oh, yeah, they yeah. were off-road, and then they put the basket on the roof, and they put some lights on the basket, uh, and they had a little camp set up, like a little stage camping area. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was in this, like, navy, I'm sorry, in this, like, army green. Really nice. I love green vehicles. Oh, I do too, yeah. Especially and with, the, like, a brown in- or cappuccino interior. Yeah, like a something dark yeah, that complements yeah. it. Yeah, I agree 100%. It just has the right look. Um I, I'm very excited to drive this vehicle. I want to take it to the mountains. We're going to definitely do some stuff with it when we eventually get one of these. Yeah, they said they're putting, once the program's over, once they get all the journalists coming yeah. through, they're going to put it in the press release, so we should have one here pretty soon. So maybe by sometime this summer? Uh, earlier than that. I think in the next month. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, but you can see the you can see the C pillar. You can see the kink in it. Yeah, I see there. that. If you're, if you're watching this on a video, you'll see it. If you're listening to it on the podcast, then go to TFL Car and take a look for it. Yeah, and remember, we do have a first generation Pathfinder in our little we um, do yeah fleet. Yeah, we yeah. bought one. Yeah, Clean. that little guy. It's the same color as mine, actually. And um, it, it's it, I, I'm so happy we have it. It's so and tiny, Nathan. It, it's so small. When you look at it next to just like anything, it's it's crazy. I can't wait to put it up against the current one. It'll be at least half the size. It'll look like a mini next to you know uh, a suburban. Which is what crazy. we need to do is we need to buy a second generation, right? Right. Uh, and so that way we'll have a first, second, and then mine. If you include it, will be a third generation. My, I gotta say, mine is actually really good off road. Yours really, is like really. the right size. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's so and it's proven to be. Absolutely reliable. Even after my daughter like tried to total the transmission, it's been really, really solid. And you know, it's four wheel independent suspension, but it still has a proper, you know, four wheel drive setup with the transfer case and everything else. Love it. So you know how like every manufacturer always like touts on one thing. It's kind of the headline. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that Nissan did with the Pathfinder that is unique according to Nissan to them? Stay hungry. 
No, they're no. not hungry. No, I was hungry all the time. <laughs> I'm always hungry. That's a different thing. Be, no. be pe- well, they'd probably say something like, uh, be raw. No, no, I got a better one. They're going to say, be bold. No, no. So the, the yeah. unique feature that the vehicle brings. Oh, I thought you meant like just No, no, not, not a marketing campaign. A feature. What, what oh, do you think feature. is the unique feature that this brings that uh, like the Palisade doesn't have or the Pilot doesn't have? Uh, well, knowing Nissan, it's probably some sort of special 360 view thing. That's no, no. You know what it is? Uh, it's like a one push with child seat in place, opening to the third row. Oh well, yeah, they so, they so have that on it, a van, it, it, and it folds and kind of tilts at the same time. Right, but you can still keep the child seat in place, right, so yeah. you don't have to unbuckle it and yeah, remove there's a little, it. There's a little button, and it just goes. It goes up and then flops Sl- forward. Flops forward and gives you access to, to the, the back rear. seat. Yeah, and, and I was curious what, you know, because when it flops forward, if you have a front facing child seat, right, who, you know, whose face is going to flop into the first row? Well, that's half the fun. But I, they figured it out. They said once there's a child in the seat, it won't flop forward. It, oh. won't, it won't like go blip. So it's intelligent. Right. It, well, the weight of it keeps it from doing that. Uh, I want to say so, intelligent. So if there's no child with one push, you can get it in the. Rear seat, which, you know, I'm out of that part of my life, but I remember when I was in that part of my life, that would have been a huge thing. Yeah, I, I, I do remember having various vehicles where I had to unbuckle and rebuckle, and sometimes it really got stressful. So this is, this is a good thing. Nissan actually pioneered that. They had a different system going all the way back to their first-generation QX60 or Q60, where it did tilt and slide forward. Uh, and you could leave the child seat there, but I don't think it was as sensitive as this new one that you're talking about. So that, that was cool that they had that. And you can also get it in captain seats in the second row. Mm-hmm. That's which, good. Which is really nice. And then the other thing, in, in the captain's row, there's like a little armrest slash cubby plastic divider that is also removable. So if you don't want that there, if you want to use that as a little thoroughfare to get to the third row, you can actually really easily remove it and throw it in the back. That's good. That sounds like it's real handy. Well, you know, they're going to think of these details because these vehicles are selling. They are super hot right Nissan, now. Nissan does a lot of thoughtful things like that, right? Yeah. They do that. Like they, I think they were the first ones, if I remember right, to pioneer the thing where, where you're filling up the tires, it beeps when you get to the yeah, right tire they, pressure. Yeah, and they brought in the, the zero-gravity seats, which, by the way, other people are starting to, to, to use. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not sure if that's marketing or real. i got to tell you, I've been very comfortable in a lot of Nissan products with my big, large American ass. Yeah. So I, I'm just saying that, and that's not me. Look, they didn't pay me to say that look for a long time nissan was kind of you know working its way down the automotive food chain to the bottom let's face it right yeah they, they were having real trouble and the koreans were kind of coming up so it used to be that nissan was kind of the reliable japanese value brand right so if you wanted just under toyota yeah so if you wanted something that was reliable and it was japanese or you know japanese engineered because a lot of them are built here smyrna yeah right they built a ton of them and actually this one will be too right smyrna yeah yeah yeah. so uh um and then you know you know i think carlos gone got at cost cutting and the brand just went you know they stopped investing in engineering in their future and there was nothing to look forward to for a long time let's for a long time and they they focused on on inferior products and just tried to find a way to put lipstick on them, and and that was a real shame because well they, they were they were kind of going down that fleet sales route right where yeah. you saw a lot of vehicles to like rent a car places or the heavily di- you know let's face it American car companies have pioneered that right yeah just yeah wait, yeah building a lot of cars and discounting them or selling them to fleets like Honda does not sell any vehicles that you will not no yeah that, that's one of the benefits of a Honda they don't do fleet sales they then they're very proud of that but the bottom line is that uh, Nissan kind of hit bottom you know they had to change around a lot of their staff they had to change around the way they looked at things and now they have a new direction I like what I'm seeing yeah there's okay. a lot of there's that, a- that 400z or whatever we're calling it 
is coming. There's a whole new, you know, the front, the new frontier is coming. Yes. There's a, they, I mean, they're going to have a completely refreshed. They're going to have probably the youngest lineup. What I mean by youngest is the newest vehicles as an entire lineup in the entire automotive fleet in the next two years. And if they're smart, they keep going down the route of replacing the CVTs, which have given them a bad reputation with these automatic transmissions. I think it'll help them significantly. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think <clears throat> people have been screaming long and hard about hating the CVTs, yet for some reason the the, the, the decision makers in Japan uh, the, because they invested heavily in it and they're they're part of they own part of it and all that. But anyway, so let, a, let, a lot of cool Nissan's coming. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of cool products. So stay tuned. Uh, let's talk about a new product that Volkswagen's rolling out. Yes, and that is a competitor to the CHR, right? Uh, to, uh, the, to the HRV, RV? speaking of Honda, yeah. and also and a competitor to the CHR. The little tiny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CHR, uh, the CHR is the uh, Toyota. Yeah, HRV. No, no, HR- no, no. Sorry, the other way around. So HRV is Toyota, uh, and the CHR is Honda. Honda, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's what I mean. Said, yeah, yeah. Subcompact uh, crossover, and there's other ones out there like the you know, Jeep Renegade. They, if they call it the Mighty Might, you know, you immediately know what it was. Yeah, well, the Mighty Might is actually. A Jeep, I know, I know, but I'm just. Oh, all right. So anyway, uh, what we're talking about is the Volkswagen Taos, which yep. is coming is a 2022. It is coming out really soon, and it's interesting, actually. You know, um, so it slots in under the so it goes Taos, Tiguan. Yep. Atlas. It's their entry-level subcompact vehicle. Yep. I cannot talk about price or performance or gas mileage or driving impressions, but I can tell you that it is staging itself to be directly competitive with Honda and with uh, the Koreans who have small cars. Seltos. Seltos. Which, uh, oh, and also uh, the uh, Chevy Trailblazer, Trailblazer is sort of in that realm as well. Kona? Uh, yeah, the Kona, yeah. the Kona to a lesser extent. Yeah, that's yeah. about the same size. And I, I saw pictures of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's been it's been unveiled. It's, yeah. uh, it looks like a baby Tiguan. It it, it does, but um, I, I can't say this. I can't talk about too much of it. But uh, it's about nineteen inches shorter than the Tiguan. It's a lot smaller. Wow, that is small. Um, and yet they've managed to make it very competitive in terms of passenger space and cargo space, and they have three trim levels. Okay. So, yeah, the S-E-S-E-L, um, and other stuff on top of that. You can get things like, you know, panoramic sunroof, uh, different types of configurations inside the vehicle as well, standard digital cockpit throughout the entire lineup. It just changes in size as you move up. Uh, the vehicle itself has like, two different wheel sizes, 17-inch and 19-inch. Um, in the video that I did put together, I do have recommendations on what you should get to make the vehicle drive as good as possible, but that video won't come out until the 26th because that's, that's when the embargo drops. That's two days from now. That's not too far. Yeah, it's not too far. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, once again, it, it, I'm straining at the temptation to tell you guys about how it performs and everything else, but I can say this. And they didn't take you to Taos, huh? <laughs> no, no. It's, ironically, it was all in California. Um, I'm looking at pictures of it right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's They did some real, you know, normal science. A lot of the vehicles we get in the United States from Volkswagen are sort of discount. They they kind of go, they cut a few corners and everything else. And, you know, we've been disappointed with some of the stuff we get, especially when we know that the stuff that's manufactured or built in Germany is superior. We tend to, you know, not be so, very happy so about I'm, it, right? So I'm reading our old friend Emmy's review, Emmy Hall. Yeah. Uh, from CNET. And she says that Volkswagen has a hit on its hands. Do you agree? 
I, can I say that? Sure. Is that, a, is that an impression? It's a, a, a driving impression. Okay. You could okay. say, yeah, you could so say. So, yes, that. I will agree with her. Yeah. Not only will I agree with her, but I am saying that I think they finally built something that's competitive. A lot of their vehicles aren't that competitive by comparison. I think this is truly competitive. So, that uh, I can say. One of the vehicles it competes with is the Subaru Crosstrek, which we just purchased. Yes, the Crosstrek, <laughs> I think, is slightly bigger. I think it's a bigger vehicle in terms of wheelbase and stuff like that. But the And the Crosstrek is really a little bit more, how do I put it, pedestrian mm. in some ways. Volkswagen was really going for kind of a playful manner in this vehicle. I can't go into you know the driving, but I can tell you about the design. And in so doing, they have a vehicle that has a very short wheelbase by comparison. If you look at... Uh, 1.5 liter turbo four. That's uh, a 1.5 liter turbo four that puts out 158 horsepower. Uh, now, there are two different transmissions available. 184 pound-foot of torque. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a torquey little bugger. Yeah. Uh, so you can get the eight-speed automatic transmission, but that's only with the front-wheel drive model. So that's your base level entry okay. models. Uh, but you can get the front-wheel drive all the way up to the SEL model. Uh, so the eight-speed automatic is one thing, but they also have the seven-speed dual-clutch, which is standard in all of the all-wheel drive versions, S, SE, and SEL. And that is a different transmission. They're both hooked up to the same engine. But once again, if you want all-wheel drive, you have to get the seven-speed dual clutch. And that also is uh, an additional cost, which I can't disclose, but you'll find out on the 26th. Um, those products alone, in terms of what you're able to get, if you look at that vehicle, it's actually very simple in terms of how you can place what you want. There aren't a lot of selections, which I think is a good thing. So it's not like you're nickel, being nickeled and dimed. Each level has their own thing, and it, the content isn't too bad, and you guys will find out. I can't go into specifics, but I can say, I can say this, some of the colors in there are fantastic. So, um, Emmy says, small but mighty. Will it go off-road? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the same Dirt as... Dirt road, kind of? Uh, we could probably get it up um, the simple, the easier side of Tombstone. Okay. Without without much of a problem. Truth, but not dare. Yeah, we can get it up. Truth, dare. Uh, I just don't think it has the ground clearance. Yeah. Uh, it's like six point six inches. Oh yeah, that's that's. Pretty it's just tight. not enough. But the approach angle, I think, is good enough to do truth. Um, it has a decent all-wheel drive system because it's you know I can say that only because it's based on others all-wheel drive systems they used before, um, and the overall setup of the vehicle really is just something that's good for all weather. Uh, as opposed to an off-roader. Now, uh, you know, let's talk about the Subaru Crosstrek that we just bought. Yeah, we just, we picked... just bought this thing. Yeah, so I, I got to give a big thank you and a shout-out to uh, uh, basically AAA of Colorado uh, because uh, they actually, Peter West over there, who has been helping, he's a car buyer, right? Mm -hmm. And they only do this in Colorado, and I don't think Oregon, right? Mm -hmm. They only do two, you know, AAA only does this car buying in two states. And I is think. it similar to like Costco and some of those other ones where you can go and, and It's they like they have a broker. car buying service, right? Yeah. I think they have to have a, like a dealer license or okay. something. Uh, Car source, I think it's car source, something. Anyway, it's AAA Colorado. Okay. Uh, and unbelievably, he was able to get us a base Crosstrek uh, for like twenty three five. That's unheard of. Yeah. It's unheard of, especially now when like I drove by the super dealer and like I'm going to say two months ago they maybe had twenty five or thirty Crosstreks sitting on the lot. Now there's like two. Crosstreks. Uh, you know, I saw a lot of the comments on, on Tommy's video. Yeah. Which, by the way, Tommy knocked it out of the park on that video. Um, and one of the things you have to keep in mind is why don't we have some of the other vehicles here? Why didn't we get a Forester or whatever? The Crosstrek is one of the best-selling vehicles that yeah. Subaru's built. 
like ever. It, the, their sales numbers we, are fantastic so we, on we, that car. Subaru will not work with us somehow. It's become personal between them and us. I don't know how that is. I think we, we try to you know, have a little bit of fun with it, and maybe they took it the wrong way. Uh, but nevertheless, as having one of the largest off-road audiences, living in the place where most, I think we're the second largest market. We're actually the largest market, market for Subaru. Uh, yeah, it, it is astounding that Subaru does not work with us. So I, I am I am always blown away by that. But, you know, you can't force people to make good decisions. So, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that we could test the vehicle, and so we went out and bought it, you know. and, and We've we bought Subarus before for the same, yeah, we, same we, reason. We, we, same reason. We had the Outback for a while, uh, and, you know, People keep saying that the all-wheel drive system has gotten much better, that uh, no longer does it cut power if you have a CVT. We did get, we could have gotten the manual, uh, but nobody buys a manual, so why? Yeah, that we, why would you there are a couple people who wanted it, and maybe at some point in time we'll be able to get our hands on one, but the reality is the majority, like 90% of the people out there, at least 90%, by automatic transmission yeah. vehicles, so that's what we're going to test. Exactly, you're exactly yeah. right. But, but to be fair, even you know, if we can get an old used Subaru, it would be a lot of fun to find a manual that we can eventually test so you guys can see the difference. But this vehicle, we're not going to just take it off-road. Well, we're we going to live that, with it. We had that little manual, remember? Yep. We had that uh, DL. Oh, well, that's the... Yeah, that that thing's twice as old as Tommy. Yeah, I'm saying we had anyway. <laughs> anyway so so we bought the one uh, that is everything you need, nothing you don't. So it does have X mode. It does and have the eyesight system. And it, they all come with eyesight now, which is great. Yeah. So they all have. And I was actually so I was actually uh, using it this weekend. I drove it, uh, and um, it's a little terrifying. Unfortunately, on a straight highway, it works great. Mm-hmm. Right. You set the proximity distance control. You turn eyesight on, and it's just like our Tesla Model Y, where you know you hold onto the wheel and the car just drives itself. Mm-hmm. And when I say hold on to the wheel, I mean you have your hands on the wheel, but the car's driving itself. Right. It just has now, to verify that you're holding the wheel. Now, if you're doing highway speeds, so let's say 75, and it comes to a turn, it will just turn itself off with little to no warning. Oh. So it'll just be like, oh, I give up. And then you're like, oh, my God, now i got to steer the thing. Uh, and, so and really, the first it's, time, for, it's for long, straight highways. Yeah, first time it happened, I was like, oh, that's pretty scary. But then the second time, I was ready for it. Mm-hmm. But it, it will not go around a turn at a high rate of speed. I don't know. I didn't I didn't play with it to see if it'll do it at like 55. But I was doing the speed limit, so I'm like, hey, I set it at the speed limit. Uh, and, you know, it did it like four times. And at that point, I was just like, you know, screw it. I'll just drive it myself. Yeah, but if you're like traveling on like I-25, it works really great. Or I'm sure in stop and go traffic. Right, right. right. But well, and So it'll go all the way down to a stop and then it'll I think so. I, have, I didn't try that. Okay, so but, we'll, but that's, we'll test that too. We'll test that too. But the plan for it is we'll probably keep it, you know, we keep this for like six months to a year. So we'll keep it uh, and then we will, I think, take it to Moab for sure. Run, oh, hell yeah. Run fins and things with it. You know, something that's relatively hard with it just the way it is. See if X mode actually works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to, you know, because it's been around, the Crosstrek's been around a while. So then we're going to lift it, put on some meteor tires. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, turn it into an off-road and maybe put a rooftop tent on it, see, you know, see what we can do with it. The, the other problem is, um, no, it's not a problem. We also got the small engine. But you know what? Uh, look, it's like the difference between slow and very slow. That's, that's like, it's not like it's not like you're gonna if you go for the two point five liter. It's not like you're going up. I think ours has one hundred fifty horsepower, and the two point five, I think one hundred eighty. So it's not a big deal, especially up at altitude. Well, that's that's really what the point is: is that because we're up here where the um, density is, it's, it's very difficult for cars to produce horsepower, especially when they're not hey. turbocharged. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't about, you know, I've been on this kick recently, everything you need, nothing you don't. Uh, and this has everything you need to go off. It's got the rubber steering wheel. It's got the plastic every yeah, sea of black inside. Yeah, yeah. It's a very standard, simple interior. It's pretty. It's, I, pretty, actually, it's pretty dated I, in some ways. Too. Yeah, it's it's an old design. And, and, and yes. they just upgraded it. Yeah. Like last year. They but did. still. It's. Uh, 
it's it's fine. So, I I, th- I think it's just fine. So there are like some things that I hate about the car. The the rubber steering wheel drives me crazy. You know, when we had it in our F two fifty, the first thing I did was I had to you had it, it replaced, right? But you know, I I think the size is almost perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just the right size. Uh, even sitting behind myself, I fit in the back seat, which mm-hmm. is pretty astounding. Yeah. Uh, I also like kind of the kind of the rugged nature of it. I, I think it's more than just you know a rugged looking car. I think it'll actually do some off roading with eight point seven inches of ground clearance. Yeah, excellent and, ground and clearance. And dude, uh, there's a lot to be said for like not having any of the latest and greatest and newest and scariest and stupidest tech, right? I mean, you have a regular key with a button to unlock it. We know that you stick in the column yeah. to start it up. You have like you know uh, automatic climate control, but with only one temperature so you set it for the whole car which is mm-hmm. nice and easy to use you know you have a stick shift lever that you pull back and put into drive uh, no which buttons is no buttons yeah there's, there's not you know it's just it's just you know no uh no even it doesn't even have a uh, serious xm dude it doesn't mm-hmm. oh okay well i guess i won't and, be driving and, anyway i was and, and like a week ago i was driving back from moab mm-hmm. and i saw one of these cross treks right once you see them they're everywhere they're really popular at least here surprisingly popular i've seen them everywhere and it was pulling this little tiny trailer i mean yeah. the cutest little trailer and i had to look it up it's called the meerkat Meerkat, huh? It's like the size of this desk that we're sitting. I literally, it's like the size. It's one of those like unfolding things where you unfold it like three different yeah, ways. Yeah, it's like tiny. Play. It like pops up. Yeah, and maybe yeah. you could like, you know, bend over if you're me and stand up in the thing. Um, and I think they're like 1,500 pounds, which is all that. That all probably that is the max that the car can tell. And I, I, I kind of want to get a Meerkat. And oh. do like a little, you know, like a little everything you need, nothing you don't camping set up with it. I think the boys are going to enjoy camping in that. In the Meerkat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they're out of San Diego. I looked them up. Okay. Well. So, hey, Meerkat, if you're listening, if you want a little bit of uh, love and publicity, uh, let me know. We'll, 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 you know, we'll drive all the way down there in our little tiny Subaru to pick it up. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to do that. I'll do that. Will you? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. I'll not drive it. Oh, and it gets great fuel economy. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's why they're sticking to CVTs, because their fuel economy is quite good. Like 30. Yeah, on, that's yeah. pretty impressive, considering it's all-wheel drive almost all the time. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's... That's impressive. You know, and, but the elephant in the room is really the fact that we, and, and we've done it in the past, and we'll probably do it in the future, we found that the CVTs are not great off-road, and not just in Subarus either, and a lot of other vehicles that we have taken off-road. But they are great in, like, side-by-sides. Weirdest thing. Yeah, but that's a completely different, you know, world uh, where you can go high RPM all the time. Uh, the thing about CVTs is that they work really good. They're very, they're very few moving parts. They're very lightweight. Uh, and they tend to be very efficient. The problem is, is that a lot of them have to save themselves and not eat themselves when they're being strained off-road, trying to go over obstacles. So some of them will automatically or mechanically even cut power and stop themselves from rotating and creating heat and screwing things so, up. So, so you know that section on I-70 from Georgetown up, right? It's very steep, and you're almost at like seven or 8,000 feet of yeah, elevation. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if the thing can actually keep up. With, and it does. It does. It's okay. I was worried that it wouldn't have enough power but, you know, with me in the car, big guy, uh, and Blazy, our dog. Uh, it it weighs actually, as much as a human. Yeah, I, it actually kept up, kept up with traffic. So I, I like it a lot. I, like I say, I, it's just very simple and easy to drive. Uh, and, you know, it's got good. It's a little, a little. it's not as soft as I'd like. I, I thought it would be a little softer. Maybe it's a short wheelbase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it'll be fun. So I'm excited to actually take it off-road, see how it does off-road, and then, you know, uh, do a build on it and make it into a little bit more uh, of a rugged off-roader. And it's in TFL red color, so what more could you ask? Thank you. <laughs> thank you, uh, you know, AAA. You guys were great. I can't believe when there are no cars around, you actually got us one, uh, you know, at, at the at, reasonable price. At a reasonable price, yeah, 23.5. Yeah, I'm like, actually really impressed with it. When I, when I heard the price, I was really stunned. 
And that's that's another thing that Subaru does well. You can actually and get you can even get a cheaper all-wheel drive vehicle if you go for the regular Impreza. But the problem with that one is that it just doesn't have the ground clearance we need to do what we want to do with it. This one comes standard with a very decent lift, and it's got the kind of the off-roady look to it. So we're we're actually really happy with the purchase. Hopefully, hopefully. Auto source. Auto source. AAA Colorado Auto Source car buying. So uh, I highly recommend them. Uh, we've bought number of cars from them. They actually get you a discount, and they were able to get me a car when nobody had them. I don't know how Petri did it, but yeah, it's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. All right. Uh, so oh, and one, one final thing I want to finish with is that uh, for those of you who feel that you know, we're a little hard on Subaru or whatever, uh, many of us have actually owned or do own one, um, and it's kind of our thing. We live in Colorado. It's a great place for that car. So keep that in mind. Let's move on. Yeah, let's talk about the... Uh, Ionic Five. Yeah, now you got—that's the one that you had to go through all that, you know, to get basically an hour and a half of this vehicle. No fault of Kias or, or sorry, Hyundai. No, 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 nothing. It had nothing. I mean, they were great. They were. Yeah. It was just—it was just bad luck on my part. Uh, so let's start with the fact that um, it is not the Ionic. So there's an Ionic right now mm-hmm. that's out there. This is not it. This is a completely different ground-up electric vehicle. Uh, and I just published. We just published a video uh, to TFL Car where I said it's actually better than the Tesla Model Y. And I gave you 10 reasons why. So if you want to know why, I, and we own a Tesla Model Y. Yeah. So if you want to know why, I think it's, it's it, Nathan, it's the first electric car in 10 years that has actually surpassed what Tesla has pioneered for the first time. Uh, you know, in, in the past, like the ID4, it's kind of like if Apple, kind of with Apple styling, got together with Volkswagen and built an electric car, right? That's what it feels like. And okay. then with the Ford Mach-E, it's like if you know Ford built a Tesla, that's what they would build it for. But but there's never anything that goes beyond Tesla in terms of its innovative features, in terms of its functionality, in terms of the way that it's bought or sold, in terms of its you know over-the-air updates, in terms of its uh, distance or charging ability or range, right? Tesla is still the king on all these. But this is the first car where actually somebody has said, we're not only going to benchmark Tesla, but we're going to go better than Tesla. And the first thing that, that's crazy about it is when you see it on the video, it doesn't look big. It's actually longer than a Range Rover. You're kidding. No, no. It's a, it's longer and it's super wide. I mean, it is super wide. No kidding. Yeah, it's got this really like long and wide stance. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe almost too wide for some people. I, 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 I wish you'd put a num- I could put a number on it, but uh, it's a very wide car, which just... Tons of interior space. Well, that makes sense. And electric cars, one of the benefits is the fact that you don't have to worry about an engine or a full transmission in front of you. So you have all this packaging space that you can rearrange. Yeah, so let me give you the details uh, just real quick. And then I'll talk about the innovative features. that, uh-huh. that, that and you, can, you can watch them in the video, but I can talk about some of them. So uh, two models, a rear-wheel drive, which is great. Not front-wheel drive. Yes, I know. And then they package it the way you want it. <laughs> right. Why, right. Why are you, you know, why is the ID4 front-wheel drive? Uh, it's a, that's a whole different conversation. Or a two-motor all-wheel drive. Right. So the... Uh, all-wheel drive, two-motor, gets 269 miles of range, which is less than a Tesla. I'll give you yeah. that. Uh, and the rear-engine, uh, rear-motor, sorry, uh, gets 300 miles of range. Okay. Unofficially, not not yet official. Yeah, they get their get their EPA numbers yeah. and all that. But yeah, it's com- it, but it's coming this fall. And if you look at the thing, it, it's you know. Uh, it's hard to describe, but uh, the design language is kind of like uh, triangles and pixels. Mm. So there's these pixels everywhere. There's triangles in the wheels. Uh, I mean, it, it's not, like nothing you've seen before. So it, it's not like, uh, you know, they took uh, pick your car and stuck an electric motor in it and batteries, right? It's not like a California compliance car. It is a completely different 
car uh, and completely different design language. I started to like it after a while. Initially, you're like, wow, that's really weird. Uh, and then uh, you're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. They put a lot of thought into it. They put a ton of thought into it. Uh, I, I got to watch its brother's release. And so there's a lot of uh, vehicles that may spawn off this one. Yeah, there's Ionic 6, Ionic 7. They're right. coming. Uh, but let's talk about this one. I don't want to talk about the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I so I, I, let's just jump to the chase. Uh, the most innovative feature, which Tesla does not do, is there's this, uh, they call it uh, vehicle to load. It's a it's like a little, uh, uh, it's probably the size of, uh, you know, a big camera, right? A big video camera. It's like a long tube that you stick into the power port, and then you can actually power things off of it. So you can plug in right. stuff into it. So uh, I plugged in a Keurig, made coffee. You can plug in. It, it's got a lot of, obviously, it's 74 kilowatt hour battery. for. Yeah, the, in an emergency, you could power part in mostly a home. Well, yeah, you, well, if you could plug your home in, which you can't, but if you could. Well, it, well it actually, it depends. Uh, there's, there's systems out there. I have one where you have an emergency backup you can plug right into a generator. Right. But but you have to install that. You have to install that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a whole circuit board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I went through that process because when Honda gave us that generator, I wanted to, like, be able to plug in the Honda generator into our house, and it would have been a very expensive process. Right. But, there, but the thing is, is that in an emergency or if you're going camping, or whatever, you can kind of like the Ford's uh, generator system that they have in their new hybrid and the upcoming Lightning we talked about, is the fact that you can plug right into this vehicle and use its power to power other things. And I believe you can power up another vehicle. Am I correct? I don't know about that. If yeah, you it, it. its brother can. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you can. Uh, it's, do that. it's cool. It's really it's cool. It's a really cool and setup, it's a, and it's something Tesla does. 74 kilowatt do. hour is a big ass battery. Yeah, it's a huge it's a battery. battery. Yeah, yeah. You, it's hard to believe like how much power are, are in these electric cars. So you could power a lot of things for a long time. Yeah, and still you know unplug and still have you know 50, 100 miles, whatever you need to get back home and fire you and know, plug it back in. I, I, I really admire the design ethic on this vehicle. I stared at it for a so, while. So, I think it's good looking. Yeah, so here's another kind of cool feature that no other car, as far as I know, has. You know how Ford had the new F-150 where you could lean the seat back all the way? Mm -hmm. Well, this one not only has a lean the seat back all the way, oh. but it's got the little, like, uh, under uh, your leg bolster that comes up like you're in a private jet, right? That right. little, like, like little bolster that kind of Will supports. Will lift your legs, legs up, up, so yeah. that way your legs are also off the ground yeah. and not folded. Which really is a true sleeping position. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can so while you're charging, you can actually you know get in that like lay back position, put your feet up, and just. Here's the other thing. You know the Porsche uh, Taycan, yeah. right? Uh, is 800 volt. Yeah. This is also 800 volt. Teslas are 400 volt. This is 800 volt, 800 which means volt. it will charge from 10% to 80%. I want to say in 13 minutes. It's either 13 or 18. I, I, I kind of forget, but less than 20. Yeah, less than, much quicker than you know, and I think it'll accept a charge up to 350, whatever you know. Teslas usually go up to about 250, so it actually is is much more uh, robust in terms of its charging, allowing more energy to enter the battery yeah. in a, a shorter amount of time. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So okay. it's it's only the second car that I know that has 800 volt um, charging. Well, this this is. You know, really good stuff. When is this car going to hit the road? Uh, in the fall. When are we going to get one? I don't know. In the fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to so one of the things we do is that we take electric vehicles and we like to put them on a uh, kind of a loop that we like to do. Uh, on Roman and, and uh, uh, Tommy do this one often. Yeah, we're forming a new one, actually. Oh, yeah? yeah? We're doing a new one. Yeah, we're going to do a much harder one. So we did the one where we go up the mountain, up to Loveland, yeah. pass and back. Now we're going to do a much tougher one. We're going to go to Laramie and then come back on the highway. You can do that, cut the corner of Colorado, you know, where you go through those like hilly, uh, windy, windswept uh, plains. 
So we're, we're making it tougher. We're going to be... Highway uh, driving is the hardest thing for yeah. an electric vehicle, that and towing. Yeah, we're going to be doing that... Uh, Actually, tomorrow, we're going to, uh, Alex is going to be doing the first uh, version of that where he's going to take... We, we just got the uh, Zero electric bike, the adventure bike. Oh, the adventure one. With the, that was one of the cool saddlebags. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do is they're going to charge it up fully, and they're going to take it on this new loop, mm -hmm. and they're going to borrow Andre's truck and see how far it'll go on this very difficult loop. And then they're going to see how much they can charge back into it while it's going back on Andre's. Andre has the hybrid, which can actually power something. Yeah. So they're going to see how much power they can get back into it driving back the same way they came. I suspect it's going to be a very interesting result. And, you know, kudos to Alex. And it's going to be Alex and the other, um, and Case, right? Yeah, Alex and Case. Are yeah, there, there are two bike guys, you know. Um, they have issues, so that's why they're on bike. <laughs> um, but that, the cool thing is we're doing more and more electric motorcycles now. Yes. And electric, like, little vehicles as well. So Those razors that you yeah, got those us. Those little razors. You. Nathan got us uh, a little razor uh, motorcycle and two ATVs. Yeah, and uh, frankly, only one of them will actually hold me for even a minute and drive. But uh, they're, they're, they're really for kids. But then again, you know, our, our guys, weigh, what are they, both combined, they weigh like uh, 200 pounds. Anyway, so let's get back to the Onyx. So, yes, yes, So please. some other cool features. Uh, I've only gone through like half of them. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the interior materials are done from recycled uh, water bottles. That's right, yeah. yeah which is pretty cool. Uh, the rear seat also reclines way back. So uh -huh. if you're in the rear seat, you can also... Get it to uh, you know get very comfortable back there. Uh, on the left side of the dashboard, right, it's got a, it's got a big screen. So it's got on the right side of the screen, it's got kind of Hyundai's traditional you know, which is really good actually. Their infotainment's really their infotainment system is outstanding. So it's like long and thin, and, and in front of you, uh, you know, it shows you you know the state of battery, speed limit. Mm -hmm. It's got different drive modes, so you know, snow, dynamic, uh, eco, which is cool. Uh, and then to the left of that is this little pad. I'm like, what the hell is that? And get what? It's a magnetic pad that you can use to stick things on like you would a refrigerator. No kidding. You know, like little post-it notes, yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, if you want to remind yourself, remember to charge up. <laughs> that's pretty. Actually, it's thoughtful. Yeah. They probably have that extra space and didn't know what else to and, do and with And then it. you remember the Suburban, how it has that center arm rest console that slides back and forth? Mm, yeah. This one does the same thing. You can slide it all the way back or slide it all the way forward. That's really cool. Uh, really, It's built for five passengers, though, right? Yes, five, five passengers. I think there's a bigger one at some point coming, like a three-row. But this is a five. Even though this probably could get a third-row back there, it's got so much room. Yeah, it's got a ton of space. That's what I was curious about with all that extra space. Uh, and pricing-wise, you know, they haven't announced it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but figure it's going to be competitive with the Mach-E and the ID4. Model Y maybe yeah. on the base model. Yeah, or the lower end. Th 35 probably to like 45,000. That's a guesstimation. Zero to 65 seconds. Wow. For the dual motor all-wheel drive. That me, well, I like that because hearing cars that are like, okay, 2.3 seconds and it's still a family sedan means that you're cutting down your mileage and everything else because you're overpowering the car. That seems to be the new logic. So that's a con still a really fast time. It's quick, but it's not, you know, it's quicker than the current ID4, which is you know the rear front wheel drive one, and it's quicker than the current Mustang Mach E uh, until the GT comes along. When the GT, the GT is going to be ridiculously That's fast. That's going to be like the Tesla Model Y. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the, the biggest, I think, downside, which all of them share, is they don't have Tesla's supercharger network, which is a huge competitive advantage, right? Right now it is. However, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because there are um, co combination networks that are coming out, and if you look at the map from Charge, uh, Charge America and whatnot, you're going to see that we've almost tripled the amount of charging uh, networks that we have available 
And if you combine all those numbers with charge point and all those, it's actually pretty good, and it's growing. Finally, it's really well, growing. Well, to combat that, right, they just announced, um, this is fresh off the presses, uh, that uh, you will get, if you buy the Ionic 5, you will get two years of free electric charging from Electrify America. So it comes with two years of standard charging for free. Not at home, obviously, but from Electrify America. Well, which is pretty good. I mean, you can yeah. get a couple hundred bucks out of that, you know, in terms of a savings. Or more. Or more, depending on how much you drive. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, a lot of people are concerned about the fact that, yes, Tesla really does have an excellent charge network, but Tesla's been at it for a while now. 11 years. And they've been steadily building up their network and everything else. And yes, they are. it's proprietary. It's only for Teslas. Even if you've heard of stories of getting you know, a little thing to hook it up and put it in your car, you can't. It also has a lot of cool active air. So there are these grill shutters oh, in the yeah, front. The, yeah, yeah, so everything can close and Yeah, change. they open and close yeah. in the front. And then it doesn't have a wiper in the back. And instead it has these like, uh, actually I think uh, Ranger did it first. It has these like uh, arrow holes in the back spoiler so that the air comes rushing down and pushes the water down so you don't need a wiper. That's what Hyundai says. Okay, well we'll see how that works in the snow. Yeah, yeah you know, no, sure. I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I, that's one of the reasons I like SUVs and hatchbacks because in snow country, you have a wiper scraping everything off and making it a lot easier to see. But we'll see. Maybe that will work. So anyway, it's you know it's quite the tour de force, and also like you know many current Hyundai's, it can uh, parallel park itself mm -hmm. or pull in and out of a you know regular parking lot with that little fob on the key where, it, where right. you push it and it goes forward, you push it and it goes backwards. So it's got a little bit more than just the regular just back and forth. And, right, it also know, do the, the parallel parking. Which, which is really good. Uh, its brother, the EV6 from uh, Kia, just recently tflcar.com has put out some stories on that vehicle. And they're, they're very related. But in terms of body style, they're not. They look very different. So you have a nice choice between the two of them in the near future, which I think is great. Uh, so I'm also, I was out there with uh, our friend Miles. Uh, you know, who has known us for a long time. Miles is, in some ways, Miles, Miles called us out like eight years ago. And, and I, I'm oh, not offended. Than like nine years ago. Because he was right. Oh, right? he was absolutely right. We, we, were, we were chewing gum in a video. And and wearing he, shorts and looking like a bunch of schmucks. And the thing is, is that <laughs> Miles just said, listen, I don't want to work with guys who look like amateurs. You guys need to get your act together he if was you're right. serious. And that was right when our numbers were steadily increasing, way back when it was just TFL Car. And Roman and I took that to heart, and we made changes. And he noticed that. And kudos to Miles and, and a lot of the other uh, PR people out there who understood this. They knew that we were improving and pushing to make our numbers better because we tried to be more professional. And so that whole thing, actually, Miles was part of that. So uh, I'm giving him credit. No, it's good. So I was I was talking to him, uh, and if all you know, if the stars align, we will get a Santa Cruz, which is of course the little truck. Oh, I can't wait! Yeah, for a long term review. So thank you, Hyundai, if you can make that happen. I'm really excited about that trip because you and I saw it when it first was de yeah. debuted as in, a in uh, Detroit prototype in, in 2015. Yeah, wow! And that and ever since then, people have been really curious about it. I think it might actually set the bar high. So that's coming, and of course, you know, uh, officially, Ford has not yet even confirmed the Maverick. But yes. but stay tuned for that. We've got some news. We got some stuff. That, on, that's all I can say. Coming on that, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a great time for you know these little car-based trucks. Well, uh, considering that gas prices are flying right now mm -hmm. and they're not going to come down anytime soon, I think that a lot of consumers out there who are thinking about that half-ton truck could go, hmm, I can actually save three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year and have a vehicle that's a little greener and cleaner, and I don't need to carry as much stuff. Boom. 
little so, truck, here you come. So before we wrap this up, Nathan, next week, as you know, Andre and I and a lot of other journalists are going down to Texas to uh, Plano on a Toyota program, and the scuttlebutt is that they're going to be unveiling the new Tundra. We don't know that for sure. It's all scuttlebutt. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we'll have, if all, if the stars line, if Toyota is, um, you know, <laughs> on board, because it's their truck, we'll have reports on the new Tundra next week. And the cool thing is, dude, uh, and I was talking to, I was listening actually to Tim's podcast, mm-hmm. Tim Esterdahl. Uh, a friend of ours. Yeah, yeah. Um, SUV truck uh, and car talk pickup, you, pickup, talk, pickup truck talk right yeah sorry it's, sorry tim anyway uh you know he's right if if they do actually unveil the new tundra they'll have the only new truck this year this year yes well i, I mean officially the frontier will be new this year but it was really unveiled last year yeah but they'll have the only full size new truck this year so that they'll have that playing field to themselves well, it's about time because everything was pushed off, and uh, that's partially because and you, of COVID. And you know, you know, Toyota has apparently a supply of chips because they saw this coming, and so they stocked up. On well, can I say something real quick about yeah, chips? Yeah, sure. Well, going back to the Volkswagen so Taos, yeah. um, just so you guys know, I know you're worried about getting them. Volkswagen says they've already got 8,000 of them ready to be sold with chips already that, that are installed. Oh, nice. So they're not going to pull the chips out and run over to another vehicle and put them in. So that means that you will be able to get their first load of them if you wish. So I just want to throw that out there, guys. Yeah, so some manufacturers are actually starting to you know figure out how to build vehicles. I know it, a lot of them are struggling right now. Ford, once again, might as well talk about this. Bronco delayed again. Yeah. They said they're shutting down the factory for two more weeks. It's. I mean, this this whole chip thing is insane. The good news is is that a lot of those chip extra chip factories and development and construction that is coming along. They are starting to finally do that, and so hopefully we'll but get out of this. Dude, mess it's going to take months. it's going to take months before we. Can, I think six months yeah. from here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think at least. Yeah, I, I mean, so I don't think it's going to. People are saying a year. I don't think it'll take a year because they've had enough time already leading up to this point. To build up for extra capacity. Yeah, but it's not a. It's if you know if you're selling a used car or. Oh, know, right now is the time to sell a used car, truck, not yeah. to buy one, yeah. but to sell one. People, used car prices are going through the roof. We have stories on that. I, I read up to twenty five percent higher than this time last year. Yeah, I would say that's about right. And even with cars with more mileage, and here's the other part. Uh, rental car agencies are actually buying newer used cars to fill their fleet because a lot of them sold off they a lot sold of their cars during and, COVID. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on there. of the market. Yeah. The good news is we do have a lot of information on that on TFLcar.com. So I do recommend you check that out. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of uh, stuff coming next week. Uh, be sure to, you know, come back for uh, uh, this. Uh, and I don't know if next week is Memorial Day, so we'll see. We'll probably record one and just publish it. Yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah, we'll probably do one. Like, yeah, we got a lot week. of other news that's yeah. coming in the near future. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thanks for uh, listening and thanks for watching. As always, this is Roman. And Nathan. Saying check out, of course, TFL Car, TFL Truck, TFL Off-Road, TFL Now, uh, or our new TikTok TFL channel. TFL Bike. Yeah, TFL Bike for all, all you bike fans out there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, exciting times. These programs are starting to happen. It's going to start getting uh, busy, Nathan. <laughs> it's already busy. It's already busy. It's right. already busy. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Ciao. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.